Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. It's Dane here with Wags. And Wags, previewing positions continues. We're talking about the running back position. Yeah, this is a strong position, obviously headlined by Aaron Jones. And this is a kid that's really pushing, I think, uh, probably deserving of a Pro Bowl nod last year. Uh, A lot of competition around the league at the running back position. But um, he is the clear headliner. Uh, but we got some other guys behind him, and uh, I think we've got a strong group here, uh, some additional depth uh, than we had last year uh, coming into the season, considering, um, you know, uh, how, how healthy we stayed last year. Uh, we've got quite a few options, so there could be some interesting storylines with this group in camp. Yeah, and Wag, safe to say Aaron Jones, giant lock to make this team. Uh, and then after him, I mean, there's going to be a lot of competition, but this is probably the most, um, how do I put this, most talented running back group top to bottom that I can remember in Green Bay in quite some time. I mean, the, the Packers have had some good running backs over the years. I mean, going back to our childhood, the Dorothy Levens, Edgar Bennett days were awesome. Um, you know, looking at, uh, heck, I love the Eddie Lacy, James Starks era uh, in Green Bay. But right now, I mean, the Packers go deep into this running back position, and they're going to be able to attack you from a lot of different ways, aren't they? Uh, absolutely. And uh, it's going to be interesting because uh, we've been saying all off season, uh, ever since the draft, based on uh, the moves that they made and, and not adding at receiver and and um, the number of guys they picked up late in the draft and undrafted free agency on the offensive line, it's pretty clear that uh, Coach LaFleur and the offensive coaching staff are really looking to ramp up this run game. Uh, So we're going to need more than just Aaron Jones. Uh, He'll get his. Uh, I don't think uh, I'm looking for an increased workload off of last year. In fact, uh, I wouldn't even mind just seeing him uh, maybe not lose a bunch of touches, but uh, certainly if he is able to get some rest in some of those games uh, that we either have in hand, hopefully, uh, late in the game, um, or uh, there are some situations where we can bring some other guys and rotate in uh, and just hand those guys the ball uh, for a series or two, that that would keep Aaron fresh, and, and I think that's going to be a, a key with some of the guys that we're going to have on the roster as well. No doubt about it, Wags. And I think that uh, we should uh, – and I don't want to look past Aaron Jones, but, I mean, we know what this young man can do. He's an absolute stud. Uh, but looking at other guys on the roster, I look at Jamal Williams. Um, I love Jamal Williams. I know you do too. Since we've started this podcast a couple of years ago, you and I have both raved about his pass-blocking ability. Uh, he has a knack. He has, he has really soft hands, I think, out of the backfield as well. And um, I'm wondering your thoughts with uh, the Packers drafting A.J. Dillon, a guy that I'm really high on. I'm wondering how you see this. Does this complicate his uh, position on the roster? I think this year uh, Jamal Williams really can continue to work his way in as a third down back and spell uh, Aaron Jones. He had a bit of an injury bug last season, but when he was on the field and able to be healthy, 
Wags, I thought he really made a huge impact. Obviously, that big splash play uh, against the Chiefs, that big touchdown catch. But um, I'll tell you what, even looking at that loss to Philadelphia last season, if uh, Jamal doesn't go down early in that game, I think we can win that football game. I mean, that's really the effect he can have on this Packers offense and be that one-two punch that the Packers need at the running back position. Yeah, absolutely. And I think when you look at Jamal, uh, he has, uh, despite missing a couple of games, and that was with a con- concussion, just a brutal, I would say, almost cheap yeah. hit. Uh, and so I, I'm not really going to fault him too much for that. Uh, that was That's really the only games he's missed his entire career. Uh, he played all 16 games both of his first two seasons and still was ma- able to play in 14 games last year. So he's been uh, remarkably durable, uh, which I didn't even realize he had played all 16 games both the first two seasons until I just uh, looked at this before we started. Uh, but he also increased his productivity. Um, someone that I thought struggled a little bit with some bursts, uh, that's been probably the biggest knock on him. His his average yard per carry has is, is suffered as a result of that. Uh, but he was able to get up to 4.3 yards per carry last year on over 100 uh, rush attempts. So uh, that's uh, by far his career high. Uh, so that that's uh, pleasing to see. As well as you mentioned, his ability to catch the ball, he set career marks with his receptions last year as well. Um, and he had five, five recept- receiving touchdowns. Now, part of that certainly was uh, when Devontae went down uh, we saw both Jamal and Aaron get more involved in the pass game. Uh, but with his pass-blocking ability, as you mentioned earlier, uh, and his ability to sneak out and catch the ball out of the backfield, uh, he may not get an increased role, uh, but I think he's going to be really hard to beat out for the niche that he provides. Uh, I'm not sure any of these young guys are going to be able to come in and be ready, especially with potentially – uh, limited reps and limited practices, and we don't know what's going to happen here in the preseason. But um, Jamal Williams was someone that I was looking at as a potential cut candidate, and maybe that still happens, uh, but just based on the fact that they bought in uh, A.J. Dillon and drafted him so high, uh, and we'll talk about him in a minute. But I think they're probably just going to ride this out with Jamal. Um, he gives them some incredible – uh, insurance policy uh, in case Aaron Jones gets hurt at all or has to miss any time. Um, I think he can be just that steady hand that you can really rely on um, and, and really ride uh, to a degree. Uh, he's never going to be that main feature workhorse back, but um, I think they, uh, he and Aaron Jones complement each other very well, as we've seen the last couple of seasons. So I would expect that he will – uh, keep that same role uh, that he had uh, last year. And, and I think as long as he stays healthy, uh, he's a, I, I've reversed a little bit. I'd be pretty surprised at this point uh, if his job is in jeopardy, but uh, we'll have to see. I, I mean, certainly uh, he's not someone that uh, looks likely to be in the long-term plans of the Packers organization as he will be a free agent after this season. Sure. And, you know, bringing in A.J. Dillon, second-round pick, so huge high draft capital there. Um, but I don't think that necessarily means that that's going to affect Aaron Jones in Green Bay long-term. I think you're right. It probably uh, – there's more likelihood that it affects um, Williams, although you never know. They're both free agents after this year. But I look at somebody like an Elvin Kamara – 
uh, down there in New Orleans. The, the most touches he's averaged in a, in a, a season down there in New Orleans so far is 17 touches a game. That's not that many. So when the Packers brought in somebody like A.J. Dillon, I don't see him as somebody who's going to come in and just take every touch away from the guys that we're already used to seeing. What I do see him being, though, is somebody that's going to be able to keep somebody like a Jones or a Williams just that much more fresh. And I love what this kid brings to the Packers. He brings a physical presence. He's a big kid. He's almost 250 pounds, Wags. He's got a ton of speed. He runs over guys. Um, I just really like what he's going to be able to bring because he brings something that Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, just a different aspect of the game. And I think that um, he's going to be able to punch guys in the mouth there in the fourth quarter. And I know the Packers used a high round pick on him. And I know it made some fans nervous, but I got to tell you, man, um, all that goes out the window when it's December at Lambeau Field and Dylan's running over linebackers in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and his position coach at Boston College describes him as a physical freak and no one <laughs> wants to tackle him. So, you know, especially, you know, when the weather turns a little bit, uh, and we see that with the big guys. And Eddie Lacy, when he was at his peak, uh, it was certainly uh, someone that was able to just pound uh, those defensive players and late in the season and late in games. Uh, so I see A.J. Dillon as someone that potentially where he could come in is uh, if he's able to show that he can reliably hold on to the football um, and get some work, I don't think he's going to come in and share a series. I feel like that's still going to be uh, Jamal Williams and uh, Aaron Jones. They can kind of come in and out in series. I see A.J. Dillon as a guy that they will give a whole series to you and just yep. hand them the ball, let him – you know, just pound guys and, and, and see how far he can go down the field. That's, that's the role I see him having. He might be able to come in in some short yarded situations, um, in the red zone, uh, if they need someone to, to just pound the rock. He's a bigger guy. So he might steal a few touches from, from Aaron Jones around the goal line as well. Um, if he's able to carve that role out for himself. So, um, he's, he's someone that, he could get his touches without really affecting those other two guys, um, particularly uh, if they're able to just work him in situationally at certain points of the game. And, and then certainly if he's able to uh, increase his role and responsibility uh, as the season goes along. Yeah, and that's what I love about these three guys, right? Is uh, I mean, think about being a, a defensive tackle, uh, or a defensive end playing the Packers this season. And, you know, you, you watch Aaron Jones get shot out of a cannon. And then Jamal Williams is sneaking out of the backfield later that series. And then, like, you know, you're getting a little gassed, and it's, you know, it's after halftime, and you're down by a touchdown. And then you got A.J. Dillon just running over you. You're At a certain point, you're just getting demoralized by what the Packers are throwing at you out of the backfield. And I'm sure that there's going to be a hot hand aspect to this but I mean Aaron Jones's hand is always hot and he's going to be fresh later in games as a result of what the Packers are doing committing to the run game and I just really love what we're doing here yeah so it's going to be interesting to see how they work these guys in uh, certainly for the most part they only had two guys active uh, on the game day roster uh, with a 45 man roster for game days last year uh, in the, at the running back position. And I remember being nervous about that 
at times, but it, it worked out uh, okay. I, I generally prefer to have three running backs available uh, most weeks, but um, it, it seems like that'll probably be uh, what we're doing, uh, short of you know some some roster changes that we're not anticipating here. Um, so that. Uh, leads us to another guy that I think it'll be interesting because Tyler Irvin, not sure what role he would have truly as a running back. I mean, let's be honest, he's on the roster uh, for his special teams as a return man, but um, technically is listed as a running back. So let's talk about him a little bit. If he is indeed uh, able to win his role as a return man, or let's just put it this way, all things being equal, um, is he going to be able to make the roster as a running back if someone else is, is able to push him for those return duties? I, I think that's the big question here uh, because you've said multiple times he came in with those fresh legs late in the season, yeah. and I think that really helped him. Uh, perform to the level he did. It will be interesting to see if he's able to perform to that level over the course of a 16-game season. Yeah, Wags, and you got to wonder, right? I mean, I look at this roster, the way it's made up, and I don't know if this team carries four running backs. And and that makes me wonder, you know, is all things equal now? Everybody's got fresh legs. Um, is Tyler Irvin really competing against any of the other running backs, or is his major competition Darius Shepard? Right, Darius Shepard, a wide receiver. We haven't talked about uh, the wide receiver group yet, but I mean, you got to wonder if that's really what he's battling against. Is he returning punts? Is he returning kicks? Because if Darius Shepard shows this offseason that he can really contribute on special teams, they, the Packers may end up going with that extra body at wideout over running back. Um, but uh, all that's to say that I thought that LaFleur really trusted Tyler Irvin in some pretty critical spots last season. I mean, Irvin got a couple touches in a playoff game last year on the offensive side of the ball. So, I mean, they trusted him enough there to do a couple of those jet sweeps. Um, so does LaFleur, did he like what he saw enough, uh, you know, uh, out of that? Uh, it's going to be a much truncated offseason now with uh, with covid I don't know if, um, you know, they're going to be able to show as much in camp that they normally would have wanted to show. So um, to your point, Wags, it's, it's really going to be an interesting battle here. And uh, now has Tyler Irvin done enough uh, in, in the offseason? Do the Packers go with the hand that they know that they got in Tyler Irvin? Or they, do they go with somebody like a Darius Shepard and roll the dice? They did that last season. It didn't really work out. Shep got demoted back to the practice squad. So uh, perhaps Irvin does have a leg up uh, because we know what he can do. He was definitely a difference maker at uh, the second half of last season. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And so it's going to be interesting to see what they do um, as we move down and talk about some of the rest of these guys. And um, there's, there's several more and I'm not going in any particular order. Um, yeah. You know, we, We've got Dexter Williams, and, and we've also got uh, Patrick Taylor, uh, undrafted free agent out of Memphis. And so I'm actually just going to mention a couple of things about Patrick Taylor, and then maybe you can talk about uh, Dexter Williams a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Patrick Taylor is kind of an interesting prospect to me. We talked about him a little bit when we did our undrafted free agent breakdown uh, in terms of uh, acquisitions. And um, he's a bigger 
uh, more physical player as well. He's six one, um, so he's got that that um, um, size. Uh, he he likes to pound the ball. Um, it, it was someone that was really working to try to be a, a three down back at Memphis, and and some injuries I think and some inconsistency derailed him a little bit. Is why he slid and wasn't able to uh, secure a spot in the draft. But uh, the Packers clearly like something about his profile and, and what he brings. Um, so to me, it's going to be interesting to see um, if either he or both uh, he and Dexter Williams are able to show and really push uh, and show that they're worthy of uh, perhaps not only just being on the practice squad, but pushing for a 53-man roster spot. Uh, that's where Jamal Williams might become expendable. Uh, just looking at, okay, we can have one of these guys for, you know, two, three, four years, or Jamal Williams is going to be gone after this season anyway. Um, so that's what's going to be really interesting. So even though I would classify uh, Patrick Taylor as, as potentially a long shot just because of how much talent is, is out ahead of him on paper right now on the roster, um, he's someone that's going to be hungry and is going to come in and have an opportunity to prove uh, that uh, he might be worthy uh, of keeping around. So um, I think let's keep an eye on him. Uh, if he's able to show that he can catch the ball out of the backfield uh, and do some pass blocking, that's going to be his pathway uh, because then he can be Jamal Williams' light, if you will, in year one, and the Packers might be comfortable moving on uh, from Jamal. Yeah, that's a good point, Legs. And, um, you know, I think that the, um, and I don't want to keep talking about COVID, um, but it is definitely affecting a lot of things. And I'm not even talking about on the field. Um, one of the, one of the things that I'm, I think is I'm welcoming and I'm excited and I wish it would be bigger all the time is the practice squad. So the practice squad is getting expanded to 16 uh, players this, this off season. And Wags, I mean, do the math. That's a ton. So, I mean, I think it's pretty safe to say that we've got three locks. I, I think that without these guys being able to play preseason games, I have a hard time seeing Jamal Williams not in Green Bay this year, and I really want to see Jamal stay in Green Bay. Um, but what I do see is I see an opportunity for two guys in the running back position potentially to really uh, earn practice squad marks uh, this this um, this off season, And, you know, one of them – uh, you just mentioned in Patrick Taylor, uh, of course, Dexter Williams, a sixth round pick, I believe last season out of, uh, out of Notre Dame, a guy that I was excited to see. Um, but somebody who I'm not sure if he ever really truly earned the trust of the coaching staff last season. Uh, when injuries did occur, the Packers didn't call Dexter Williams up and instead called up other running backs. Uh, late in the season, the Packers uh, did carry uh, Dexter Williams, but they also uh, signed Demarie um, Crockett, uh, running back who had uh, flashed a little bit for the Texans previously to that, um, and uh, another guy who's a, a bit of a big back. Um, so you know, another couple of running backs there, Wag, who um, you know could could also earn practice squad marks. I just I, I see a hard opportunity out of camp at least to see any of the guys that we're mentioning here earn a uh, 53-man roster because they're just not going to be able to flash in the games. Uh, but I do think that um, they've had plenty of opportunity already uh, through college film, through past preseason games, and through the work that they're doing during OTAs virtually, um, that two and heck, uh, maybe I'll be bold since there are 16 roster spots, 
maybe two or three running backs that are able to stick around uh, on the practice squad. If the Packers think they have a lot of talent at that position, um, no reason to let those guys go and sign with other guys. Um, and you never know how, um, you know, uh, things are going to shake out this year. Maybe you want to have quite a bit of talent that you're able to stockpile here this offseason looking ahead into the future. Yeah, and if those guys, if either of those guys have an opportunity somewhere else, uh, clearly they're going to take it. I mean, you can yeah. get signed off the practice squad. Uh, that said, if if you're the Packers uh, front office, you kind of talk to these guys and say, look, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with, with Jamal, and, and I, I think they'll work something out with Aaron Jones. I really do. But you're looking at those two guys uh, as, as free agents after this season. Uh, you've got to think that, you know, these guys are smart enough to know that, hey, if we really just, you know, get in with the program here, uh, do work, really learn this playbook, uh, perhaps earn some trust with the coaching staff, uh, they're going to have an opportunity to come back next season and compete for a role uh, on the roster. And they would have a leg up on anyone new that they're bringing in. So it's, they've got to play the long game here. And I realize that's, uh, very difficult and asking a lot for these uh, young uh, men to do, but um, there's, there is a long-term opportunity here as well. If, as you mentioned, they're able to staff a couple of these guys on the practice squad, even if they don't uh, crack that uh, 53-man roster um, to open the season. And, and let's be frank, we got very fortunate with health last year at the running yeah. back position. Uh, Jamal missed two games, but it's that's that's a position that you know uh, even if you don't suffer season-ending injuries, uh, it's not uncommon for guys to be nicked up and miss a few weeks here and there. So uh, I, I really like having a little bit of an additional depth, and if these guys come in with fresh legs and and uh, hold us over for a few weeks, that would sure be uh, helpful as well. So, um, you know, let's see. They've got to go out there and perform, certainly, and and it's going to be tough to do. I don't like talking about COVID either. We're trying to keep all of this uh, positive, focused on football. It's hard to ignore at this point. Uh, but, folks, we're just going to just uh, – we're not oblivious to what's going on. Let's just put it that way. Uh, we're, we're just trying to – avoid that uh, spiraling of negativity because, uh, you know, I don't think anyone really wants to hear us talk about it. We don't want to talk about it. So we're just going to uh, proceed, uh, hope, and, and uh, cross our fingers that we're going to have a training camp and a, a season and that we'll be able to get some Packers football this year. Uh, and in that being the case, I'm excited to see uh, how these guys compete in camp and, and, and what the – uh, front office decides to do with this group as we move into the season. Yeah, and I mean, we look at the ages of some of these guys. I mean, they are young men. Like, I really like Demario Crockett, and I mean, he's still just 22 years old, Wags. I mean, he's the same age as A.J. Dillon, right? So um, they, they still have that opportunity here. And um, and I and just to touch on Dexter Williams one more time, I, I feel like he's kind of become the forgotten man a little bit, um, just in like Packer circles and in chatter. And uh, I don't want to sleep on him. I really like what he did out of Notre Dame. He didn't have too many touches at Notre Dame. I thought he came in fresh. Um, so I'm hoping he can really improve upon um, last season and, um, you know, take that year of growth. Um, and, and hopefully, uh, to your point, 
we can play some actual Packer football this season and we can watch, uh, we can watch these guys uh, show out on the field. Um, so that's, that's it for the running back position, the pure running back position. Um, however, we still have my favorite position, uh, one of them at least, the fullback position. And this is a spot way because I'm curious your take. Um, I really feel for the two young men on the roster right now at this position, Elijah Wellman and Jordan Jones, um, two fullbacks, two young guys. And, um, you know, I'm not sure um, right now uh, from the reports I've seen, uh, NFL teams are instead of carrying 90 all the way through, uh, to through preseason, they're going to be cutting down to 80 soon, and I worry for these guys because you know the fullback position, you really have to stand out at special teams uh, to earn a spot now, and uh, in addition to the offensive side of the ball. And without these preseason games, I just think it's going to be really, really difficult uh, for a lot of undrafted guys, but particularly for Elijah Wellman and for Jordan Jones to be able to show what they can do on the field. Um, because they're just not playing up against competition. And particularly Jordan Jones, who is a tight end at Prairie View A&M, actually a, um, a teammate of uh, Jalen Morton, the Packers' fourth quarterback right now. And uh, it's just a darn shame because I don't think he's going to be able to show, um, you know, how uh, he's been able to transition into the fullback role. Yeah, and I I don't think it's about – whether they are able to make the team as a fullback. I think it's about whether they're able to make a team based on what they do on the field. Uh, yeah. They're going to have to be versatile. You know, they, the Packers like to uh, line these guys up and H back. Uh, so, you know, some of the tight ends that we have that we'll talk about, you know, in, in one of our upcoming episodes, uh, a lot of those guys are, are very interchangeable in terms of lining up in a traditional fullback. Uh, spot in, in the backfield or at each back, um, or putting them in motion and running plays. So it's, it's going to have to be less about, oh, these guys play fullback and we need a fullback because that's not going to be their path to the roster. It's mm-hmm. going to be about whether they can uh, perform on special teams, whether they can catch the ball out of the backfield, whether they pick up the playbook. If they're just, you know, really doing an, an excellent job as blockers. I look at both of these guys as, you know, they may be listed as fullback, but in actuality, they're more like tight ends, uh, in a way in this Packers offense. And that's going to be how they're going to have to make the team. Uh, and so it's going to be interesting to see. I, I would say, uh, to be fair to them, uh, you know, it, it, you're right. The limited reps is going to be, uh, make it a little bit more difficult, but uh, to be fair to them, uh, they're going to, you know, uh, be in there and, um, they've had the, uh, uh, the off season, uh, program to, to learn the playbook. And so we'll see. I mean, if you look at it, Elijah Wellman, he, he spent last season with the, uh, Washington football team. <laughs> and uh, so, um, you know, he's got a little bit of experience. Uh, you know, we've had some guys that have floated around and been able to uh, carve out a role at the Wolvac position in recent years that, you know, uh, were journeymen uh, in a traditional sense. So um, I'm not going to count anyone out at this point if, if they're able to come in and, and show that they can play some football. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, they'll, they'll have a, ch- they'll have every chance to, to make it. So. 
Legs, I, I hope so. I, I'm really high on Jordan Jones. I love him. He's got big size. I mean, 6'1", 255, and he's number 45. Legs, come on. That's the fullback <laughs> I want in Green Bay. <laughs> I, I know you love your fullbacks, Dan, so it's, it's always hard to count count anyone out that's listed as a fullback, yep. um, especially. But, you know, it, it's a different era. Um, if, if, if it was still Coach McCarthy on the sidelines, I think I, that alone would probably give uh, one of these guys a little bit of a, a better chance of making the roster. Um, I'm not so sure uh, under the current regime if that's, if that's still the case. Yep, no, I hear you. I do. It's, uh, it's a sad day because, I mean, they'd be having touchdowns in the playoffs if it was still under McCarthy. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, John Kuhn might have to uh, give up his sideline gig and, and uh, uh, you know, suit up once the playoffs <laughs> turns around. I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> um, well, Legs, I think uh, – I think uh, we, we've said it here. We, we've got a, a stacked group of running backs uh, to, to work with here. And, man, I mean, a football season can't come soon enough. I'm just re- – I'm really hoping that we can see some guys in pads soon and that football can really start ramping up. Yeah, we all need it. So we'll just keep uh, being optimistic and hoping. And, you know, we'll talk some more about, you know, some, some of the roster moves that seem to already start heating up. I think it's – I think it's going to get pretty crazy with some roster yeah. moves. I really do. Uh, so uh, we've got some some news heating up here on uh, on the open market. So I think the Packers could get active here uh, if, if things proceed. So it's that's going to be kind of fun to talk about too. And and we'll we'll have some more positional previews. We've got a few more positions to talk about on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, so we'll have those for you, folks. Uh, soon and and uh, hopefully we've uh, got the, some camping some training camp news to talk about as well. So Dane, anything else to add? No, Wags. Just follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Wags. We always like to end it the same way. Say it with us. Go, go pack, go. Pack, go.